0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mriwa Gawaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And today it's going to be quite a fascinating discussion just around uh, the state of funding and financing, uh, particularly uh, for South African startups. And uh, we're going to be having a discussion, you know, and um, having it from quite a dynamic point of view, looking at it from multiple uh, points of view, as I said said uh, looking at it first from you know a venture capital type of view you know if you are someone um, who is um, investing in some of these high growth startups what are some of the considerations uh, that uh, you know you're interested in before you write that check uh, but also at the same time on the other side of uh, that coin you have the people that are um, you know trying to you know get uh, the funding that is the businesses the startups right you know how is the journey looking for them a lot has been said about uh, the state of uh, funding for startups in south africa um, getting less than 20 percent um, of uh, all funding that came to african startups in uh, 2021 um, i believe that number was sitting at around uh, 5 billion billion or so dollars if i remember correctly i stand to be corrected my guests will let me know if my numbers are correct or not but i think um the way that i understand it um about roughly 15 to 16 percent of that amount came to south africa um and a lot of it you know going to the other hot spots on the continent uh the likes of kenya the likes of nigeria and uh, i guess something needs to be said about how do we improve uh the attractiveness of south africa as an investment investment destination uh, for some of these startups, because the startups of today uh, become the Amazons, the Apples, the Facebooks, the Googles, and the Netflixes of tomorrow. So to help us to unpack all of this, we are joined by first someone who's uh, no stranger to the platform, that is as Alison Collier, who is uh, the Managing Director of uh, Endeavor South Africa. And then we're also joined by uh, Benji Meltzer, who is the co-founder of, you know, quite an interesting agri-tech uh, startup called Aerobotics. Um, So it is going to be, you know, quite a a good one. Um, The key news is the fact that, uh, you know, Endeavor um, actually recently just closed um, uh, its fund... I believe fund for um, uh, you know for 290 million uh, US dollars which you know the quick back of the Mac uh, napkin maths um, sits at around 4 to 4.5 uh, billion rand that has been raised and you know out of that you know a number uh, 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 quite a piece of it is coming to businesses in South Africa that include uh, aerobotics clicker tell uh, the likes of Go one that we've had on the platform before sweep South time bank etc. So that's the conversation um, that we are going to be having. I think I'm going to start with uh, you, Alison. Um, as we said just now, this is not the first time that, uh, you know, we've spoken to you. Um, we last spoke to you about two years ago at the start of the pandemic. And I believe at the time, um, you know, we were talking, you know, just around your investment philosophy. But now, um, you know, just uh, after capital raise, we're just interested to understand how you're going to be deploying uh, some of that uh, some of that capital. So as we begin a little bit from you around um, Endeavor, uh, what it is, and, uh, you know, this capital raise that you guys have just closed with your fund for.
1: Sure. I want to say thanks so much for the for having myself and Benji um, on your show. It's always a pleasure to be here and just to introduce myself again to the audience, Addison Collier. I'm the MD of Endeavor South Africa. So what is uh, what is Endeavor and what's the, the role of our organization? Endeavor is a global organization based out of New York and we're present in 40 different uh, markets. All of those markets are emerging or underserved markets. And Endeavour, it's here to support the high growth entrepreneurs and really build the bridge between the emerging markets and and the more developed markets to support these businesses to accelerate their growth through assisting with better access to capital, better access to entrepreneurs who've been there and done it before, to learn from them and then, um, likewise access to, to the market, to business leaders in those areas who could form, uh, customers for, for these businesses. So we've got, you know, over 5,000 mentors who are in our network globally. We've got partnerships with more than 500 global VCs. A uh, majority of those are sitting in the US and the European and, and Asian markets. And then also, um, I want to say last but not least, close to 3000 entrepreneurs. Um And I want to say Endeavor, it's, we, we're really um proud of the fact that we've got sort of the highest count of unicorns in the emerging markets. But we've been working with these teams since uh, since an early stage. So long before there were there were unicorns. So in a nutshell, sort of that's what Endeavor is here to do. And why do we do this? Because high growth entrepreneurs Drive an incredible uh, revenue growth. They create an immense amount of jobs in these um, emerging or underserved markets and attract large amounts of private capital, which in turn drives local economic growth. So, that's you know, endeavors here to support economic growth in these local markets, and we do that through Accelerating the growth of high growth entrepreneurs. Aerobotics is a wonderful example of
0: that. All right. Uh, So, you know, quite an interesting one. And as you said, you know, a lot of capital that uh, is finding its way towards, uh, you know, some of those high growth businesses um, out there in the market. And one of those businesses uh, is, you know, Aerobotics. Um, This is, you know, it's been quite an interesting company to cover um, in the past because, um, particularly around. around their innovation, um, you know, when it comes to agricultural technology, uh, but also at the same time, the amount of attention uh, that they've been able, you know, to Alison's point earlier on, uh, the likes of aerobotics have been able to attract quite a bit of attention uh, from the investment community. So Benji, just a little bit around, uh, you know, aerobotics and whilst you're telling us about that, uh, maybe just a little bit around, um, you know, the funding journey um, of the business business perfect thanks
2: thanks Madhu um yeah so I'm I'm Benji Meltzer I'm one of the co-founders along with James Patterson and and the CTO of aerobotics um as as you mentioned we're an agri-tech company started in Cape Town about eight years ago now um and basically we we focus on perennial crop farmers that's fruit and nuts, um, in, in the permanent crop space. And we use various forms of technology to help those growers optimize production. Um, the main sources of data that we use is aerial imagery. Um, it's uh, multispectral data. So it's infrared visual thermal, uh, information collected from different sources of, of, of aerial platforms from drones to fixed-wing airplanes, to satellites. And we really specialize in interpreting that data and helping growers take um, actions or, or interventions on the ground uh, during the season to, to help improve the, the outcomes. And examples there are um, things like uh, picking up irrigation deficiencies, um, which, as you can imagine, with just water shortages we're seeing around the world is um, a really important sort of area to, to optimize. Um, we help with yield management, so estimating what what your yield is going to look like in terms of fruit production, as, as an example, and and really helping driving actions on the ground to um, mitigate risk and and um, in, increase your yields. Um, we we're based out of Cape Town in South Africa, which is where we build the bulk of our, our technology. But commercially, we've sort of grown globally. Um, we're, we're in about 18 countries now, the main market actually being the US, which is where the bulk of our, our commercial effort is. And um, outside of working with with farmers, we're working with other stakeholders in this space that, that can derive value from this data. So that's um, the likes of crop insurance companies, um, financial institutions like banks, um, input providers, uh, fertilizer uh, as an example, um, that, and really helping just enable um, decisions to get made throughout the um the, the,
0: the market. When it comes to funding, what type of funding journey have you guys had? And um the I think the key, you know, piece of this conversation is uh, you know, around um the fact that you guys have been able to attract um a lot of funding. Um, you know, has it been difficult? Um what's the attitude like when it comes to being a South African uh, business that's trying to raise funding?
2: yeah it's been it's been interesting because i think in the comparatively we've we've been around for quite a long time in in terms of just eight years in the space and i think we've we've already seen a few different cycles uh, i guess in the the market um initially we really struggled to to raise funding um so we um i mean just just sort of taking a step back we've raised a few rounds of funding we raised the seed round um in in about 2016 raised a series a in in 2018 or so and and um the series b which is around that we're talking about now towards the end of 2020 um and yeah i mean the seed round was really difficult i think back then we were um james myself and a few engineers that that had i guess a vision and technology that we built to validate that but but not much commercial traction and back then um We found that that the VC market, at least in in South Africa, was pretty much traditional, uh, more like private equity type type capital, um, trying to get slightly earlier stage, but looking very much at financial models and and wanting to understand traction, um, rather than the types of, I guess, seed funding that you see going into other markets like the States, where it's it's all about market size, the team, and and the opportunity to convert. Um, We did eventually find, investors in in 40i and the Savannah fund that that kind of backed us and our vision and um and had that sort of mentality mm-hmm. i think subsequently to that we found it quite a lot easier um, i think we were we were on the map we also got quite lucky in a few senses in terms of um the spaces that we were operating in being um quite noisy i think um drone technology obviously exploded a, a few years ago um, agri-tech in general and food security has been a sort of hot topic and um, we happen to be positioned quite well and um, managed to leverage that, uh, I think, along with the traction that we're building in the business to to, to close subsequent rounds. Um, I think to your point, it's, comparatively, uh, I do think it's been more difficult just having spoken to other founders uh, on the continent and internationally to raise, yeah, um, I mean, particularly now just in the current economic climate, which I, I, I we'll probably talk about in a, a bit. Um, but, yeah, we've we've typically felt sentiment, especially with U.S. investors, which is where we try to raise the bulk of our capital from around um, just uncertainty in um, South Africa, in, in particular, given political, economic uncertainty, etc. Um, there's very few proof points, I guess, in, in um other companies that have successfully uh, raised venture capital funding and, and generating generated a return, we're starting to see that quite uh, change a bit now. And I think also looking at, at Africa specifically, um, South Africa's market size are, is, is generally seen as quite a lot smaller than um, some of the, the other countries you talk about. And, and in the emerging market space in, in general, it's... Um, I guess not as attractive as uh, India or Brazil or or wherever it might be. Um, So we've had to navigate that. And in our case, the fact that we've got a global market and kind of build locally, given the talent that we've got here and can sell globally has been a differentiator. But we have had to navigate each of those challenges in, in getting through the various rounds of funding.
0: You know, that's actually quite an interesting one, especially, you know, the challenges. And I hope, you know, the fact that you guys have been able to, you know, attract the funding that you have, you know, so far is at least an indication uh, that things are going, you know, in the right, uh, you know, in the right direction. Um, Alison, your your take just on this, uh, you know, funding aspect, um, you are hearing someone like Benji talking about, you know, some of the people um, that... um, that they've, you know, gone about to, um, yeah, that they've actually gone about uh, to look for funding from. And you sometimes hear all of these notions where people say that in South Africa, there really isn't like a strong uh, venture capital base, but rather it's more a version of private equity and the like.
1: Yeah, so I want to say that that definitely still is the case, but it's but it's changing. And so, just back to some of the the numbers that you quoted initially in your in your opening comments. So globally, how big is the VC market? It's around you know close to 650 billion dollars, 643, and it's you know last year it grew immensely globally. But that being said, the Africa VC market grew faster than than what's happening globally. And why is that? It's because we're coming from such a low base. South Africa is definitely one of the top four VC markets in Africa. But that being said, our private equity market here in South Africa is very well developed and mature. And so like Benji was alluding to, many of the private equity uh, funds are now looking at an earlier stage, but still applying similar logic or similar approaches as what you apply in private equity to, to value transactions. And I want to say we really need to learn from the international VC markets where, you know, how to value these businesses. And given the change in flows and we're seeing a lot more flows from the international markets into South Africa founded entrepreneurs, into Nigerian founded entrepreneurs into Kenyan and and Egypt founded businesses, that's moving the market. So that's moving the term sheets and it's also pulling some of the um local VCs along with with reestablishing you know, the ways and the methods that we, we value in transactions. So I want to say it was a great year last year for South Africa it's VC, it grew you know north of 200 percent and nigeria grew a little bit faster but the market here three times higher than what you quoted 15 billion or close to 1 billion um dollars but still 0.15 percent of the global vc market so three times um you know less than what our relative share is of global gdp so there's an enormous amount of upside but what are we seeing in the first six months of this year into the, the global you know, economic, economics in the global market has really fallen off a cliff. Um, we've seen a, mass, a very large reduction in uh, amount of transactions and deal sizes in most of the developed VC markets. But I wanna say what's really encouraging is here in Africa and also South Africa, because we're coming from such a low base, The the volume of transactions, as well as the quantum that's being invested, we higher than where we were sitting. That you know, at the same time last year. So we're backing the trend, and that's because you know there, there's real opportunity in South Africa and Africa that's relatively untapped, and these tech startups are solving real problems in the markets, and because of that, the capital is is definitely flowing, but it's not flowing at the same same rate that it was flowing before, but it's it's definitely what we're seeing happening in africa is very different in the vc market to what we're seeing um globally which is which is encouraging and well done to all the startups that are building businesses that the private markets are keen to, keen to invest in um
0: alison maybe as a follow up to what you're saying um one of the things that's you know, been quite uh, prevalent over the last couple of years. Um, was uh, the, the huge interest in fintech businesses. I think the Nigerian fintech businesses really took, um, you know, a big chunk of uh, VC capital in the what you call this in the last couple of years. But currently, um, when I look at the businesses that you guys are um invested in, the aerobotics, ClickerTel, um, intersect, Go One, um. MFS, uh, MFS Africa Ozo Sweep South and Time Bank there's a fair number of uh, f- you know your fintech businesses there but from what you're seeing is it still a fintech led uh, type of market at the moment or do you sort of see um you know other you know t- um, industries I'm thinking about education go one being um you know a unicorn now um you know attracting some of that uh, funding that's uh, that's coming to Africa.
1: So, I mean, great question. And, you know, which vertical do we see being the, the vertical, um, in, you know, in the tech startup space that South Africa founded that's going to be the next wave of, of growth? And just given how South Africa is structured and given you know, the corporate landscape that we have in South Africa, as well as, you know, what our population looks like, I want to say I think it's very likely we're going to see still a large number of, of fintechs. I do doing very interesting things over the upcoming years. We're going to see, I think, a large development still in the SaaS market. So, software as a as a service. Why? Because we in South Africa would have very strong um, corporates, and so you can develop solutions for these corporates here in South Africa at a relatively cheap price. And then these solutions are also relevant for corporates that are sitting in the US, that are sitting in Europe, and other much mature, much more mature markets, which have got um, much bigger runway. Which is, in a way, very similar for aerobotics, where I want to say develop their solution here in South Africa for South Africa farmers and potentially insurance industry, and then doing exceptionally well with selling that solution tweaked somewhat into the US market, which has got, you know, runway that is, you know, over 100 times what the South African market is. Like it's it's so um, where do we see the new verticals coming up? Definitely EdTech so there are a number of very interesting tech businesses and it's been driven a lot through the remote working environment that covid has made us all much more comfortable with um in addition we're seeing a lot of marketplace businesses coming up um south africa founded but but i want to say often developed much more for for markets in other parts of africa um and then i want to say agtech is is um Coming up in that same that same space with some really interesting developments, and then thereafter, after um, health tech. So I definitely still think that we're going to see a lot of very interesting transactions in the fintech space, in SaaS, edtech, marketplace, um, and then I
0: Okay, cool. Um, You know, when it comes to that, at least, you know, software as a service definitely seeing that, you know, being um on the rise, the number of subscription models uh, that people are coming out with for their various solutions has been, you know, quite, uh, you know, has been quite on the rise. And then I think the other piece um, you know, in there you've got the education piece, you know, like you said, and at least the likes of Aerobotics—it's agri-tech, but it's your homegrown uh, type of solutions that are really gaining, um, you know, that uh, global attention and that global, uh, that global attention and that global traction. So, you know, really good, um, you know, from that point of view. But as we are sort of rounding up, Benji, I just want to come back to you, um, to get your sense about. Uh, uh, you know uh, south africa as a place to run um one of these uh, businesses you've come up with this solution uh, but you do have that global presence out there how do you what, how do you advise, you know, maybe others that are getting into the startup space? Um, you know, can you, can you primarily do everything in South Africa or do you always need to have um, that global reach, that global presence, uh, global point of presence rather, you know, just as a way to be able to talk to, you know, bigger funders, uh, maybe to access certain markets? How do you go about that?
2: So, I mean, firstly, coming back, we were both um, overseas, James and myself, when we started the business. He, he was in Boston, and I was in London. And um, coming back to South Africa to build the business was a very deliberate decision on, on our side. And I think it's it's one of the best decisions we've we made. Um, I mean, the reasons that we we came here to to start the business was, I mean, obviously we're, we're from here and, and like it a lot. see an opportunity to. Um, contribute sort of back to society, the economy, etc. But predominantly, we just saw it as a really right place to start a business. Um, access to talent is amazing. Uh, there's really, really good universities, smart people coming out of universities. The um, general ecosystem is, is growing, which is kind of bringing global talent here. And, and the cost, comparatively, um, is, is lower than still what you see overseas. Um, I mean to addison's point the, the access to capital is also improving which is, is is playing a big role and i mean with players like endeavor in the market here and others there's a, a strong sort of support system to to, to build that business um I mean in, in our space in particular as well in in the agri sector we've got access to some of the best and smartest farming mines in the world and um it's, it's really a unique sort of position where you can work uh, hand in hand with with those customers and, and partners in building a solution, in a relatively unsaturated market compared to places like Silicon Valley or Tel Aviv, where you're you're having to compete almost from day one versus building a a, 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 re- a solution to a meaningful problem that that you can take also in scale and um, those ingredients I think played a huge role in our kind of. Uh, ability to 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 grow the way that we have um in terms of uh, taking those those products and, and services into other markets and globally i think it's just a function of um the size of the market that you're playing in and uh, again the expectations that, that that you're setting with with investors uh, shareholders etc et um obviously in the vc space it's typically um interest is 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 built by companies that have access to significant market sizes and it's pretty binary sort of um in in winning a a fair share of that and um often i think that the the, the market opportunity is going to live in in places outside of south africa i think um where we were able to leverage being here is that the problems that we're solving are are very uniform Uh, whether it's a farmer in Uh, Eastern Australia, California, Peru, or South Africa farming, citrus it's the same problems typically. Um, The the macroeconomic sort of challenges that they're facing, climate challenges, etc., are consistent. And um, just from an economics perspective, to be able to solve those problems in rands and and sell the solutions in dollars globally makes a lot of sense. Um, but uh, I think to to some of the points that Alison was making, in like the fintech space as an example, um, there's probably a significant enough opportunity, either just in in South Africa or on the continent alone, to 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 make a real impact and grow a significant business. So I think it's it's very much sort of
0: case by case all right and then uh, just to just to end off alison just your take uh, just around that because um, you know i guess answering the same question because uh, the likes of yourselves will be looking at some of these things whether businesses you know just local or whether they do have uh, all those global presences you know as someone who's looking at and investing in these businesses is it necessary so i want
1: to say you know a great question and for us an endeavor you know, we're working with entrepreneurs that are looking to scale to be market leading in their local markets in these underserved emerging markets and also scale globally. Why? Because the global markets are the markets that are far bigger. They're going to drive much more revenue, typically in hard currency, like what Benji also called out, but just more important than the numbers are there. And so you sit in the situation where you've got your team that's based here in in south africa your your dev team, your tech team, you've got you know handful typically of sales um people in your team that are sitting in these much larger markets that are fronting and have got the relationships, whether it's with corporates or else directly with the with the end consumers to drive the sales but at endeavor, we definitely look for businesses and entrepreneurs that are building solutions. For the global market. So, you know, and why is that? Because those businesses will grow (laughs) to be far bigger. They'll employ more people, they'll attract more private capital, and they'll be able to reinvest more in the local markets. And I want to say, through that, deliver, you know, higher returns for the investors. But more importantly, I think also, like what Benji was calling out, higher returns for the local economies, like in terms of upskilling individuals who work on these teams and also creating, you know, then the positive knock on effects that. You have when you've got a people that are that are more productive, that are doing uh, doing more interesting things, and working in working in you know these incredibly interesting high growth tech businesses. So yeah, I mean, in summary, yes, we work with the highly scalable businesses, but definitely those that are working um, in looking to work in many many markets because those will attract the most capital, employ the most people, and drive the most growth.
0: So that's been it. You know, very fascinating discussion just around uh, the state of uh, startup funding um, in South Africa, the rest of the continent, but particularly how uh, to make, you know, South African startups more um, attractive and, you know, some of the efforts that need to be taken. Um, Allison was actually giving us some insight and stats um, into the growth of startups and, you know, VC um, in South Africa to say that it's accelerating quite a bit, but uh, South South still. Doesn't have, you know, its uh, relative share, the type of share that it should have uh, of all of the funds that are coming to the continent. And then thank you so much to Benji, uh, giving us some insight into what it means to actually run one of these, you know, high growth startups. But also highlighting the fact that it hasn't been smooth sailing. There were, you know, challenges at the beginning, and then now they do find themselves in a situation where, uh, you know, the interest is there, and I guess that then ties up with that increase. Interest, you know, from you know uh, the rest of the world when it comes to um, the local startups. But uh, one of the big points coming out on both sides is the fact that having that global presence, um, you know, or having those global ambitions is a good thing uh, because it does mean that you have you know much wider scope for growth and also at the same time much wider scope, you know, for interest um, when it comes to funding. So thank you so much. That's been us. Uh, Benji Meltzer is the co-founder over at Derobot uh, and Alison Collier is Managing Director over at Endeavor South Africa.
1: This This is is Moudiwa's Take...
0: Really great discussion there, you know, with the team from Endeavor as well as uh, Aerobotics. And I think uh, all of this lends itself to something that we've actually been uh, talking about quite a lot on uh, the platform. And that's around, um, you know, capital raising when it comes to uh, startups. We always have a lot of these uh, fast-growing businesses, um, you know, coming up and telling us their stories. But one of the key things we keep an eye on um, always is, uh, you know, capital raising journey and what's interesting is just how much foreign attention is actually um, on south africa and um, you know surrounding countries the african region in general um, at the moment and i really do think there is an opportunity there uh, whether it's from a policy making point of view or an ecosystem point of view to just increase participation um, of uh, the local players you know maybe reduce some of the red tape on um, of what it means to actually raise funds or to invest in some of these businesses because over the last decade or so uh, probably the biggest transfer of wealth has happened uh, through uh, some of these technology companies when you see um, what's happening uh, globally with the likes of apple amazon etc all of these companies that are commanding trillion dollar valuations and that hasn't happened, uh, randomly. And if you're going to replicate such a, such a thing in South Africa, uh, perhaps, you know, getting to trillion dollars is a bit of a tall order locally. Uh, but, you know, at least, um, uh, creating those situations where you do get more billion dollar, um, companies, uh, coming up. We had Go One. Um, earlier on uh, you know in the series you know the first unicorn uh, startup in south africa how do you create more of those and they have you know a big foreign base of uh, capital but you know making sure that um, the people that do uh, benefit uh, you know from that value creation end up being uh, more of the locally based um, institutions investors and the like or else you do create that cycle where you have locally grown businesses uh, but the real dividends uh, the real benefit uh, you know financially and economically ends up being Uh, maybe with uh, people um, you know outside of the borders and and, uh, just given the current landscape a lot of it ends up being down to uh, the capital raising environment for startups for VCs um, you know locally you know would then have to turn uh, to other sources of income so you know a big thing to think about but you know exciting to see that uh, there is this interest and uh, just hoping that we do see more uh, funds coming this way and uh, more and